Warrior Princess Nation. Welcome back and thank you for listening to the Princess Chronicle podcast. This is Nikisha. I'm so excited for what God has for us today. So grab your Bibles, pens, journals, and let's dive in. Ladies, I have a question um, for us this week, and that is, why do we, as people in general, put one demand on ourselves and another demand on other people? Like, we expect a lot of grace concerning our hangups and our habits and our missteps, but when it comes to other people, We expect more of them, perfection sometimes. Um, We expect for them to be better. We expect from them, we don't give them the same type of grace that we ourselves would want in that situation. Why is that? And especially as women, as women, we can become um, so haggly, so, um, you know, just, just out to harm and damage and pull down and tear down other women. And not only have I seen this just in the world, but I've sometimes even seen this in the church, which is so sad. It's like when other women are successful and they succeed and they're beautiful and, and things are happening great in their life, why can't we as a gender just appreciate where God has taken them and how God has blessed them. Instead, we become very hypocritical. We become very, um, I would say, competitive and challenging towards that person because of where God has taken them, the success that they may currently be seeing. A lot of that is jealousy a lot of that is pure hypocrisy. And that is something that I really was looking up today because I had an incident in my own life um, that occurred. And I got, I literally, ladies, I got so angry about this particular situation um, with another woman. And I, I'm thinking she should step up her game and she should do this, 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 this. And then I'm sitting with God and he just reveals that was very hypocritical because you don't demand the same thing of yourself that you are putting on this other person. And I had to sit with that. Well, what exactly does that mean? And I think when it comes to the word hypocrisy, we see it a lot used by Jesus in the New Testament when referring to the the Pharisees and the scribes or um, the teachers of the law. And um, he uses a lot with them. Now, these are the religious leaders of his day. These are the people who are in charge of the synagogue. Uh, Modern day, these would be your pastors and preachers and ministers. And he's calling them hypocrites. These are your church people. And Jesus is laying out how they're hypocrites. Why? As a matter of fact, he gives a warning to his disciples that can be found in Matthew chapter, let's say 16. And starting right around Matthew chapter 16. And 
really in verse 11, but I'm going to start in verse 7. It says, they discussed among themselves and said, is it because we did not bring any bread? Now, let me just give you some background. It's um, Jesus is walking with his disciples and they've just crossed the lake. The disciples have forgotten to bring bread. Um, and Jesus turns around actually in verse six, he says, be careful. Jesus said to them, be on your guard against the yeast of the Pharisees and Sadducees. Those are the religious leaders. Verse seven, they discussed it, this among themselves. Is it because we didn't bring any bread? Now, disciples are thinking that Jesus is saying, be careful of the yeast of the Pharisees and Sadducees because they forgot bread. That's not really what they're talking about. He's in the middle of teaching them an important lesson. And so he goes on in verse eight and it says, aware of their discussion, Jesus asks, you of little faith, why are you talking amongst yourselves about having no bread? Do you still not understand? Don't you remember the five loaves for the 5,000 and how many baskets full you gathered? Or the seven loaves for the 4,000 and how many basketfuls you gathered? How is it you don't understand when I am that I am not talking to you about bread, but be on your guard against the yeast of the Pharisees and Sadducees? Then they understood that he was not telling them to be on guard against the yeast using bread, but against the teaching of the Pharisees and Sadducees. So Jesus is warning his disciples to be on the, to guard their hearts and literally be on guard of the yeast or the teachings of the religious leaders in that day. So what was what was the teaching? What exactly was the yeast? Um, one of the things that you have to understand is that yeast, once it is exposed and activated, it spreads like wildfire. It, for lack of a better word, contaminates everything it comes in contact with. It spreads and it fills every void, every place that it touches. Okay, So he's saying guard against that teaching because if you don't, that teaching of the, of the Pharisees and Sadducees will consume your heart. It will literally take over your thought process and your thinking and what you say and what you do. So guard against it. So what are we guarding against in our day? Well, if you look at Luke chapter 12, Jesus continues to talk about this yeast of the Pharisees and Sadducees. As a matter of fact, in verse 11, he, Jesus, is um, hanging out and he's going through verse 11, starting at verse 37. I am not going to read it, but I advise that you go back and read it because he's talking about all these woe unto you Pharisees and Sadducees. I mean, literally, Jesus is going ham on Pharisees and Sadducees and talking to them about how um, hypocritical they are. And at one point, he calls them snakes and vipers. I mean, literally, he's he's going in and he's telling them about, you know, who they are um, internally because they were so consumed about their external appearance and how they came off to other people. They were people pleasers and they did all that they could to make sure they looked good in public. But internally, 
although they were knew the law, knew the word in and out, they didn't apply it internally. So there was no change internally. Their hearts were really heartened and they cared so much about what people said that they they did everything they could by the letter of the law so they can appease people and get praise from people. Yikes. How many of us are people pleasers and we seek the opinion of people over the word and command and promises of God? We seek the approval of people and we do things externally trying to get that approval from people and that praise and that accolade from people. And God says, be careful, be careful of the yeast. Verse chapter, uh, Luke chapter 12, verse one is where Jesus talks about what this teaching really is from the Pharisees, this yeast. It says, meanwhile, when a crowd of many thousands had gathered so that they were trampling on one another, Jesus began to speak first to his disciples saying, be on your guard against the yeast of the Pharisees, which is hypocrisy. See that? That's the yeast. That's the teaching. Hypocrisy. That I can literally do one thing or say one thing and do another. Hypocrisy. So I had to go to my little Bible dictionary and really started digging. What is this hypocrisy? Well, I came up with some words that we could help us understand hypocrisy. Insecurity. Dissembling. Guile. Lying. Inconsistency. Conceit, false friends, instability, self-righteousness, deceit. Ouch. Right? How many of us have had these things hidden in our hearts? Where we were friends with people or a person, but we really weren't their friend. We were false friends. Or dealing with inconsistency. I'll do one thing for a little while and then I won't keep doing that thing. I'll not use profanity because I'm at church. But as soon as I leave church, I'll start using it again. I'll tell people it's not good to use profanity and then turn around and use it myself. Hypocrisy. And this yeast, as Jesus calls it, if we allow that in our hearts, it will spread and consume us. And then we start acting out of what is hidden in our hearts, these things, this insecurity, self-righteousness, deceit, instability, false friends, we'll start acting out in that manner because that's what's hitting in our hearts. It is not going to stay there long. As a matter of fact, Luke 12, 2 um, says, there is nothing concealed that will not be disclosed or hidden that will not be made known. We can't be hypocrites and it not eventually come out. We can't hide this yeast in our heart and eventually it not show up in our everyday life. It will show up. And so what do we do when we've allowed this negative false teaching of hypocrisy to live in our hearts? We got to get clean. And the only way we can do that 
is to be purged clean, to be purified. And that's where God comes in. That's where his word comes in. His word will purify our hearts. The blood of Jesus has already paid the price for even our hypocrisy. The blood of Jesus will cover us. But I love what Psalms 51 says. Psalms chapter 51 verse 7 says, cleanse, cleanse me with hyssop and I will be clean. Wash me and I will be whiter than snow. That's what we have to ask God for. It's for cleansing. To be washed and to be purified from hypocrisy. So that we can truly love one another. That we can truly celebrate one another. So we can truly encourage one another. So I can lift up my fellow sister and celebrate where God is taking her without being jealous or envious or deceitful or hurtful or harmful, but truly celebrate where God is taking her. So ladies, be careful, be on guard for the yeast of hypocrisy. Let's pray. Eternal God, we are grateful and thankful that you expose every area of our hearts that you are the God that sees all, knows all. That you love us enough to not leave us where we currently are, but day by day, hour by hour, you reveal a part of us that needs to be more like you. I will lie not, God. It hurts. It hurts to know that we are your children, your daughters, your princesses. And oftentimes we can be ugly and nasty and hurtful. Today, we pray Psalms 51.7. We pray Luke 12 and 2. That you would uncover, dig out and expose every area that is not like you. And then God... Cleanse us with hyssop, which is a purifying oil. Cleanse us that we will be clean. Wash us, God, and we will be whiter than snow. Create in us a clean heart, a purified heart, and renew a steadfast spirit within us. We honor and thank you for what you're going to do in our new clean hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. Be blessed, ladies. Until next time, remember to fight life battles God's way with both crown and sword. See you soon.